My guest, Megan Johnson, is a life coach and creative consultant. She's passionate about helping others rise as a leader and hero of their own. In this episode, we talk about the art of self-reclamation and why it's so important to have the courage to rise up as your own hero. What I love about this episode is the lesson that it's never too late to pivot in life, stand up for who you are, make decisions that are right for you and your happiness. You can find Megan on social media at Megs Colleen and her website, MegsColleen.com. Welcome, Megan Johnson. Your ideal life is one right turn away, right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away. Trust your intuition and chill out your ego and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New Light Living with Intuitive Spiritual Life Coach Orika Sullivan starts right now. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. And with me today, I have Megan Johnson. Very welcome to New Light Living Podcast, Megan. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to to chat today and just to to spend my my morning with you. So yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, thank you everyone who's tuning in to this episode today or watching or listening. Very welcome. And today we're going to talk about how we can become leaders of our own life. And Megan is a great example who've really been rising up to. Uh, and and she has this wonderful uh, power about herself when it comes to reclaim. She is the uh, a wonderful example of the art of reclamation. So yeah, and that's a a wonderful concept to explore. And that's what we're gonna do today. But before we go into the details and and all the wisdom that Megan has been collecting and is now sharing with the world, I'd love to ask you, Megan, who are you and what do you do today? Yeah, so I am, like you said, I'm Megan Johnson or or Megs Colleen is kind of my brand name. And I'm a life coach and creative consultant. So what that means is I work with folks really as they're on their own reclamation journey, as they're coming home to themselves. But then I also have this really fun marketing and design background. So I work with folks a lot of times as they're starting businesses or kind of rising as the leader of their business and their life. So it's reclaiming self, reclaiming dreams, kind of putting that into a really beautiful package so that folks can can just become the person that they desire to be in in this life. So yeah, that's a little bit about who I am and what I do anyways. Yes. And I love the spin with uh, creativity and ideas with yeah. also rising up and own that and, and uh, really um, 
you know, look further into your dreams, your, your abilities, your talents, because that's what I, I've learned from you that it's like the whole package is relevant to address, not just kind of look into um, who you are, but actually express that out in the world. So I love that concept. And, and on that note, when it comes to reclaim your power, uh, the way you see it, why mm-hmm. is it so relevant for us, the way we're living our, our lives today? Why is it relevant? Yeah, so <clears throat> I feel like that brings in a little bit of my story as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for me, part of my journey was just this realization how, um, so I grew up kind of in a, a an evangelical Christian church and background. And for me, part of my journey was recognizing how the church had really been, i have been outsourcing my power to the church and living from the boxes that the church set for me versus trusting my own intuition. And with that realization, there's also the the even higher level than that, how our culture does that to us as well. Often we're raised in these, these boxes of like, what uh, a woman is supposed to be in our culture, what a man is supposed to be in our culture, what a human is supposed to be in our culture, what it means to be good, what it means to be bad. And there's a lot of social constructs. So we're raised outsourcing our power to products. We're outsourcing our power to people, to the government, to all of these different things. And for me on my journey, reclamation became so powerful and it's still a journey that I'm on. I don't think it ever stops where I started peeling back those layers and discovering who do I want to be? Who am I? What does my intuition saying about the situation I'm in right now? How can I show up differently? And that's where I feel like the leader part comes into play because you really have to start taking back that power and leading your life from a place of integrity, from a place of your values and yeah, that's kind of what, why I think that's relevant to us right now, especially in our culture today, is we're recognizing there's a lot of systems that aren't working anymore. There's a lot of systems that never worked in the first place. And we're getting an opportunity to actually take a look at ourselves and say, okay, wait, do I want to rise as the leader of my own life? Do I want, I call it a, a reclamation queen or a, like a sovereign reclaimer or whatever you want to call it. But it's really this opportunity to step into our power, our sovereignty as a human being and decide how do I want to lead my life and where do I want to take my life? Um, so yeah, does that answer that question? Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, just the fact that it's, it's really a shift in the way we are seeing our environment, but also ourselves because, yeah. um, and, and, Today, it's the greatest opportunity that we've ever had, right? To, yeah. to shift that yeah. and create something from, from our inside and, and going out instead of jumping into a box and, and try to fit in, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I love that you are sharing that story with the world on how you can do that, going from feeling boxed in And Mm -hmm. there are many uh, that are watching or listening to this that may feel boxed in right now. So this is uh, really a story of of freedom, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of us want to be uh, feeling free. So Mm -hmm. I I love that. So thank you for um, giving your perspective on that because uh, it might plant a little seed for somebody to 
to open that box today and reclaim yourself. So, and I feel like something I wanted to hit on too really quick is it's also this recognition, like sometimes when you're in a spot where reclamation is a good space for you to start entering, sometimes it's not even just feeling boxed in, but it can also be just a feeling of almost confusion and frustration more than anything else. Like for me on my own journey, I didn't realize that I was boxed in when I started my journey. It was more so a frustration. I was just like, this isn't working. I don't know what's not working. I think that I'm broken. I think that there's something wrong with me, but I don't know what to do to make myself better. And then I started reaching out for help. And that's when I was like, oh, wait a second. There's actually nothing wrong with me. I'm actually okay. So I think that that's just a a piece I wanted to just add into that. Cause I think it's really important to notice like you may not feel boxed in now, but if you're feeling confused or frustrated, that's often like a really beautiful sign that there may be things you can start peeling back. So you can actually come home to a more, like a deeper respect for yourself as well. And I think that that's a really beautiful space to be. Um, So anyways, keep going. Yes, thank you for that. (laughs) That, That's amazing. Now, um, when, so let me ask you this. For you and your journey, um, if you may, if you may share yeah. your your turning point uh, or something that that really made a difference for you on your journey. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like I kind of just mentioned, is I had really entered a space of frustration and overwhelm, and so kind of giving some context. So I. I've been running my own business for, for quite some time, but I started in graphic design. That's what I got my degree in. Um, and then after school, after a while, I started a, a marketing agency. And throughout the time of owning that marketing agency, there was this realization, I, I owned it with a business partner. And there was just kind of this growing tension and growing unhealth in that business partnership. And I really became codependent in that relationship, which is, you know, very much a story of our culture. Many of us struggle with codependency and people pleasing because of the boxes and how we're taught to be. And so it also became a situation where it was just like, there was some manipulation, some gaslighting. And I started to experience like a lot of fatigue and a lot of, um, you know, physical ailments and struggles, not sleeping, feeling frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, lacking in creativity for my work, showing up to work, just feeling completely overwhelmed. And that's, that was kind of my pivoting point when I was like, okay, I'm being told that there's something that I need to change, that there's something wrong with me, that I'm impacting everybody around me. I'm going to go to a life coach and, you know, see if they can help me figure out what's wrong with me so I can get fixed. (laughs) And it was in that process that I, my eyes were open to, wait a second, it's actually not my job to take care of all of the people around me. I was in a position of leadership, so I needed to lead my team. But as far as the other people who were co-leaders with me, it wasn't my job to maintain their emotional state of of wellness. That's their job. And so with that, all of these other layers started to unravel where I realized I had actually been codependent 
throughout my whole life, pleasing people that were in this hierarchical structure and continually being like our culture is a very, um, it's very prominent in our culture to be gaslit where people don't believe at different people's experiences. And that's where we see like the Me Too movement. It's very prominent in that. So there's just a lot of different layers that I had to unpack starting with that business partnership. And that was really my pivoting point where I reached out for help, where I created a support team around me. I started to unravel my faith and my spirituality, um, started to unravel the culture that I lived in. And um, again, that's where I think it's really beautiful when we enter into this space of, of reclaiming ourselves, of coming home to ourselves, of then rising as the leader of our own life it's an ongoing journey that actually gets to be really exciting. Like I think right now I'm still reclaiming parts of myself, but it looks different in each phase. And um, it's really, really beautiful. It gets to be a kind of a playful journey. And I think that's really important too, is it can feel really heavy. And I think it's so important to integrate some play and integrate some just like curiosity and, and fun. So, yeah. Oh, there was such a lot in there and such a Yeah, it's hard for a long story. time there. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it, it really is a beautiful journey of, of, I can see that I can hear the joy in your voice when you're talking mm. about that second part after the yeah. unravel, if you will, and what's ahead of you. So yeah. if you could share with our audience here in terms of one thing that really is one of your top best things that have come out of, you know, this unraveling journey for yourself. One of the top best things. Oh gosh. Um, my relationship with myself is definitely one of the top best things because previously I feel like I did deny myself so much. I, because of the patterns of invalidation externally, I also developed a pattern of um, invalidation internally of my experience, even just when it comes down to being hungry or what I want, you know, for my day to look like or things like that, because I let other things kind of define what that should look like for me. So that's a really big one. And then additionally, I would say um, deeper relationships with other people, because well, that part is still like an ongoing journey for me because I had to let go of a lot of people that were unsupportive. So it's, you know, relationships take time. But even now, the relationships that I have cultivated, the newer ones, they're so much deeper and there's so much more respect and mutual, yeah, mutual respect of boundaries, of, yeah, of self, of just being able to shine in your magic. I don't think I've ever experienced so much celebration in relationships when something goes really well. On the other hand, like there are a lot of people that still have a hard time with that because I've embraced new beliefs. I've embraced new structures. I've embraced a lot of new stuff. And that's scary to celebrate me in that for folks from kind of previous parts of my life. But the newer folks, there's just so much more room to be my full self. And when I win in my full self, when I something goes well, there's 
there's actually room for that. And I think our culture has a hard time with that too. We can see, um, especially with women, it can be hard to celebrate other women sometimes. There's like a lot of weird dynamics that happen there. And the newer relationships I have, that's not the case. It's actually the, the more that you get to shine, the more that you get to fully express yourself, the more we can just celebrate and know you deeper. And that's beautiful. Like that's something I don't think I've ever experienced prior to my own reclamation journey beginning. So that's definitely a big one too. Mm, such, such a beautiful description of what actually happens for, yeah, you know, when that um, openness of self is, is really manifested and embodied. Yeah. Um, and as you say, the you use words like self-trust and wholeness and sovereign mm. reclamation. And it's like, those words are so powerful. And, and mm -hmm. it, it is a way to also um, emit that energy to the world, right? It, it's, yeah. So, and, and for those who are listening and, and watching here, who, who may, as you say earlier, feel frustrated and not really knowing where to start, mm -hmm. um, why first, why do you th think that people are sometimes struggling when it comes to getting out of that box, getting out of the comfort zone and, and start peeling off the layers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think a big part of it is, is fear and belonging. Like I said, I, and I was actually just listening to Brene Brown talk about belonging. I hadn't listened to her in a while. And listening to her work is really powerful when you think about reclamation and self-reclamation because belonging is a huge part of um, navigating these spaces because I had to almost reject a lot of the spaces where I'd previously found belonging. I had to say none of uh, this isn't working for me to a lot of relationships um, where I just, there wasn't space for me to be my full self. And so that was really scary and still is sometimes, especially within the church culture that I was raised in, because that's my whole life. I went to a Christian college. I went to, um, you know, church was a big part of my high school life. Like it was my entire life prior to this pivot, including jobs after school, after college as well. So that kind of started a whole new sense of belonging. Like now I'm feeling the, the beautiful ramifications of choosing myself, but that fear was really difficult. And I think that one of the first things I had to reach a point of is, is actually being safe enough to hand back those old systems. I was in a place that it was stable enough. Like we did have financial stability enough so that when we rejected or when we, when my husband and I, when we both kind of went through our journeys, when we left those spaces, we, we didn't lose our security. So I think there's a lot of, of nuances to everyone's story, depending on what you're reclaiming, because um, you have to first create a safe space for yourself to choose you. Mm -hmm. And that can look like a coach, that can look like I had a, a chiropractor as well that can look like ensuring your partner is on board if that's possible that can you know look like making sure you have a, a job that will will carry you through um so there's so much nuance to that um but belonging i think is a really big piece and and just fear of loss of belonging mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And feeling like there's too much at stake, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in addition to, um, you know, you reaching out for help and engaging mm -hmm. a wider network of support, um, what are some of the practices that you either found or created yourself to enhance that sensation of, of security? Mm, yeah. Mm. I love that. Enhance the sensation of security. So a big part of my initial self-reclamation and really listening to myself kind of when I was in the midst of still, yeah, kind of just in the midst of things at the very beginning, it was a lot of giving myself permission to name my emotions and name my experience and, and trust my, my intuition. Um, so for me, that looked like meditating more and that, that may sound kind of cliche, but it really was so important for me to quiet my mind so I could actually kind of notice my emotions from a separation almost. So instead of like really just being like, I don't know what's happening, just being able to meditate and ground myself so I could look at my emotions as information and be like, oh, okay, my emotions are telling me this situation is not healthy. And so meditation, I specifically really loved um, Vedic meditation or I used the app One Giant Mind when I was kind of in that beginning phase. I still love it. I don't go back to it as much, but One Giant Mind is a free app and that was really helpful. Um, and then additionally, just getting in nature was really supportive. Again, that grounding, that internal peace and stability, which allowed me when I was in the midst of really difficult situations to, to kind of separate myself a minute, notice, okay, like, what is my intuition saying? What are my emotions saying? Because when you start that journey, it's, it's really difficult. <laughs> and that was so important for me to really set that foundation um, yeah, those are the kind of like the two initial practices that come yeah. to mind is meditation and, and getting in nature a lot. Um, but I think sometimes for other people, it can look a little bit different. The main thing is just finding what grounds you. Some people that's movement as well. Um, so yeah. Mm, beautiful share. Now, if, if you had, um, you know, someone in front of you that said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm recognizing myself <clears throat> in you, I'm, I'm where you were. What are some of the, let's say, top three things that you would recommend to that person to, who wants to discover their own self and being, and, and being sovereign themselves? What would mm -hmm. you, where would you guide them to start? Yeah, uh, the first place that I would start is really just inviting yourself to become a bit more curious to the beliefs and the narratives that you so you're subscribing to that your belief like that you're actually living your life from so the first phase of reclamation in when i work with folks specifically on reclamation is is playful curiosity so again that playfulness inviting a little bit of like okay how can i make this a little more enjoyable for myself um recognizing that the truth will always be true that's something that i think is really important because sometimes people get scared looking at their beliefs, like, well, what if I, I find something and I don't know, but so I think that's important to remember that the, 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 the truth will always be true for you, but 
the other things that are not supporting you anymore, they actually will begin to fall away as you get curious, as you uncover the layers. And so just noticing like, what are your values? That's a really good place to start with the playful curiosity. What are your values? What do you, what are, where are you living your life from? Are your values supporting you still? Like if you have a specific value, just really feeling into that value. Is this actually helping me? Is this providing me peace and security that I desire? And um, so I would start there. Um, yeah, and it's it's that connection between what is it really that's important to me and how does that yeah. express itself in, in the world? And am I happy with that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I I feel like that's just really like, what's that's the main thing that's coming to mind right now too, is I feel like that's, there's, there's so much more that comes, but that curiosity is really the foundation piece and, and trusting what you're finding trusting the stories that you're realizing, oh, I, I don't, this feels uncomfortable for me. The story is, is not actually what I thought it was and, and allowing yourself to um, just, just a, allow those things to bubble to the surface. That's, mm -hmm. that's really, really important. Yeah. You said something earlier about giving yourself permission to go mm -hmm. on that, this journey, because um, it may also be uh, a challenge sometimes for others who have lived a life with asking others if it's okay. <laughs> and yeah. then going over the, the, the line and saying, okay, I'm going to give myself permission. Can you expand a little bit on, on that? Because sometimes that, that can be a, a revelation in terms of, and, and just the first beginning of recla mm -hmm. reclaiming yourself is like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. How, how, what would you say to somebody that feels that way? Yeah. I feel like, so this is going to be sharing a little bit from my experience. Initially, I was not even capable of giving myself permission. That's why I'm really grateful. I had a coach again, when I reached out to my coach, I was doing it because I felt like I was broken and there was something wrong with me and I needed to be fixed. My coach provided a mirror for me to show me my goodness, to show me the possibility for myself. She gave me permission in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And she was the first person to tell me, you can trust yourself. What if you gave yourself permission? What if, if you, you know, allowed yourself to dream in a different way? And so yes, give yourself permission. And if that's hard, you may need support from someone else first so you can give yourself permission. I know I did. <laughs> like I, it wasn't within my, it wasn't within my worldview and it wasn't within my belief system to give myself permission. So it was a journey of, of getting that external permission first and then realizing like, wait a second, I think I can start giving this to myself now. <laughs> So beautiful. I'm, I'm so glad you did it. And see, look, here you yes. are. <laughs> yes. Right. So Megan, how can we connect with you? Where do we find you? 
Yeah, so you can connect with me on my website, megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com. And then across social media as well. So that's just at megscolleen. So I spend most of my time on Instagram. I'm actually not on social media as much as I used to be because I'm trying to kind of get out and into the world. And also just being on -on one-on-one calls like this, I think are so beautiful. But you can connect with me there and then we can take it deeper if that feels good. (laughs) Yeah, great. So before we wrap up this, this episode today, I'd like to ask you uh, something, a little nugget of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners and viewers with. And that is, Megan, what do you live by? Mm. Give me a second. I thought about this one ahead of time, but now I have to remember what I had come to. Hmm. What do I live by? So for me personally, integrity is really important for me. So I would say I choose to live by this guide of what does integrity look like for me today? Not necessarily what does integrity look like for me yesterday or the day before or the day before, because I think it changes and shifts the more we do come home to ourselves, the more we learn and the more our awareness shifts we have an opportunity to show up differently and new in, in from a, a place of even deeper integrity the next day and the next day. So that is kind of, I think, where I live. I, that's what I live by is what does it look like for me to live from integrity today and in this moment? Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much, so much, Megan, yeah. for all your vulnerable sharing in this episode today. And yeah, yeah go visit Megan on her website. And I'd love to hear uh, from everyone who's listening today. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you for listening to New Light Living with me, Arika Sullivan. When you see your life in a new light, your world looks different. Worry, fear, and the everyday go, go, go are no match for you in this bright new light. Join me next time as I lay out the practices and tools for you to liberate your amazing self into living your ideal dream day. You can start now to take the guesswork out of getting to know yourself again and expand into your essence to feel present, alive, inspired, and connected. Keep listening, keep learning. Imagine no more wishing for your dream life. You get to start living it today. For more information, please visit newlightliving.com.